Welcome to the Round 7 review on the Doctor Supercoach podcast. Uh, this week I'm joined for the first time by Damon. Damon, tell us a little bit about how you went last season and more importantly so far this season. Great to be here, Jordan. Um, this week I scored uh, 2,178, which brought my ranking to 1,380. Um, last year I had a pretty good year. Uh, a lot of things kind of went my way and managed to finish 17th overall. Nice. Which I was pretty happy with. Big. Um, well, I, I had a poor week. Very, very poor. Um, I scored for the first time. I First time I can remember, actually, I scored below 2,000. And I pulled out 1978. Um, rank dropped 6,000 <laughs> to 12,000. And, hey, it's no laughing matter. <laughs> um, nah, I feel for you. I had a... Uh, uh, Dangerfield captain all morning and I was talking him up to the boys everyone getting around him and everything um, only to check later on that the app hadn't saved my selection it stayed on Parker and from from then on it was it was just no good I had a terrible week and would rather not talk about it um, beyond that the community team managed to score 2,175 and their rank's gone up 2,000 into 8,546. So they're doing exceptionally well. They do have a couple of injury issues. Um, they do... It's starting, it's starting to pass you, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's it's gone past me by about 4,000 ranks now. And I was yeah. um, <laughs> I was 6,000 ahead of it before the week. Uh, I'm not yeah. liking it. I, feel, I felt for you with the, with the Dangerfield thing because... Um, we were talking about it, weren't we? And it was about that uh, halfway through the last quarter and it was sitting at about 115 and we were both kind of mulling over, do we take his score, do we go with Parker? And I think about that time he hit he hit up Tom Hawkins on a lead going into the forward 50 and then we all agreed, like, let's take his score. And then I think, I got in in time but you didn't, so it was a bit of a sour point for you. I was, I was wrapped about it as well. Well, I thought I had him captain the whole time and I was celebrating and... Um, calling people a joke for even contemplating Parker and uh, yeah it it all backfired pretty pretty heavily. It's always risky business to vice captain Luke Hall. Yeah. That oh. game wasn't all good for me though I had the uh, emergency on Ruggles and I decided to take his score only for Mitch Brown to score 96 so I had 20 points lost there so it could have been a better week but besides that most of the most of my players went pretty well this week. Pendlebury's 143 in the, in the first game on Saturday was pretty nice. Yeah, and I also have Selwood in that Geelong game, so the Geelong boys have served me pretty well. Um, that Dangerwood combo is lethal at the moment. They're both playing exceptionally well. It's a bit like having a. It's a bit like in years gone past the the Pendlebury and Swan, Pendlebury and Beams, and you probably say the same for Hannibury and uh, Josh Kennedy in years gone past as well. Yeah, Hannibury and Parker this year as well have been. If you started yeah. with them two, you'd be well off at the moment. Um, on the Sydney midfield, uh, Callum Mills is the first person we're going to talk about. Um, he's priced at $335,900. His break-even's up to ninety four. Um, he's already out of my side, mate. Uh, what are you doing with him? Well, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because he's, he's scored well. He, he's been one of the rookies that's been pretty serviceable. But at this point, I think it's about time you've got to move him on. Like, the break-even of 94... It's well above his average. Thirty-five in, that he scored last week is going to stay in his system for a while. See, so yeah, I'll probably, I'll say right now, yeah, I will be moving him on this week. Uh, there's a couple of guys in the bubble that we'll talk about it a bit, but um, yeah, he's got to go for me. 
Yeah, and it's unfortunate because he was just looking like turning around with his scoring. He had an 80 and then a 90 and then everyone was getting yeah. excited at him. He had a slow start to the season, but you know, really turned it around and then just a couple of poor weeks and shows how quickly it can end for someone. Yeah, the, the, I think Sydney had a couple of easy games the last two weeks at uh, Brisbane and was it Essendon last week, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's probably only downhill from here. Yeah, that's right. Um, so you really got to jump off him. He's probably um, not your top priority. Your top priority should be McCarthy this week, who's 269,300. His break-even's all the way up to 101. Um, I feel sorry for the kid because the game before this one, he had two head knocks and um, only pulled out a 40. And then this week, he got injured in the early second quarter and only had 15. So... He's had a real, real bad luck streak, and now it's looking like we're going to have to trade him out for far less than what we anticipated. Yeah, you're right. I don't even think he had a kick on the weekend. I think he ended up calling it quits before he actually had a kick. But, uh, yeah, the 101 break even, even more so than Mills. He's probably a number one priority to trade out this week. Yeah. Um, only at 269k with the break even of 100. Even if he does play, he's going to lose you a heap of cash, and... There's some good, there's some good downgrade options out there. So I think it's, it's definitely time for him to go. Yeah, um, very unfortunate. Probably a fortnight too early because he was looking like a, looking like really turning around. Um, yeah, I kind of got lucky with him actually. Um, last week I was deciding between downgrading one of him or uh, Ben Kennedy. Sorry, downgrading one of them. I decided to get rid of McCarthy instead, which has worked out to be quite a clutch call. Yeah, well, it's luck like that that gets you at rank 17, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> um, now, Menadju is, on the other hand, his break-even's quite low with 28. He's still quite low in cash as well. He's 225,000. Um, now, I'd only recommend getting rid of Menadju if you didn't have one of Mills or McCarthy. So, um, you're, you're in that boat, aren't you? So how Yeah, so I don't have McCarthy now. Um, so I, I'm in the, the position where I can get rid of Menager. He's kind of a weird one, isn't he? He's, he's not very really scoring very well, but he's not really justifying trading him out because he hasn't really made enough money. I think he started the year at, was it 150K or, or something like that? Yeah. So he hasn't really played his role for all the teams out there. But I probably will be looking to get him out this week just because I don't really see him making much more cash than what he already has. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's really a tough one. Like like you said, spot on. If, if you have Mills and McCarthy probably you could hold Menadju, but if you if you if you only have one of those guys, there's heaps of options out there. So I'd probably get rid of him. Yeah, he's a low priority trade out option because he will he's not going to go down. He's he's actually going to go up a little bit more. Um, if he does somehow fluke a decent score, then he'll go up a lot more in a couple of weeks. But I thought he was um, going to do that last week. He was on about fifty at was it fifty at halftime, and then yeah, ended yeah, up he's, moving for the rest of the game. He started well like Richmond, and then um, ended shit like Richmond. So. Very predictable, right. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I wouldn't prioritise getting him out, but I also wouldn't hold him desperately, thinking that he's gonna he's gonna make you any more cash because it's really not worth it. You might as well go for the premiums now, or the downgrade yep. options. Um, next up is Carriage. Now his break even is only seventy four. I've seen a lot of people trading him out. Um, uh, now there are much bigger priorities you'd think um, I reckon Carriage has still got quite a bit of money and quite a few good scores in him yeah for sure like he, he's still scoring just about as good as a lot of the premiums out there when you look at guys like Barlow and stuff like that that are really consistent at least Carriage you know what he's got, you're going to get from him most weeks and he's not going to lose you any money 
Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't even be considering trading him out at this point of the season. Yeah. Kind of falls in that same boat as, as your Marcus Adams and, and your Libbers, the ones that you're going to look at trading right near the end of the season when, you, when your team's just about finished. Yeah. Um, I totally agree there. Carriage is definitely a holding option, and he's probably... He's right down the list of priorities. I mean, if you've got McCarthy, Menadry, Mills, all these players, they need to go before you even look at the carriage, no matter how much you need the cash. Yeah. Um, McCarthy and Mills are no-brainers. Yeah, exactly. Um, they're the most popular options as well, and rightfully so. Um, now, if you held on to Matt D for a week, his break-even's gone back down to 54 after dropping a little bit of cash. He's 289000 I'd still recommend trading him out if you held him for just the one week meaning to trade him out this week. Um, he's still not solidified. Um, he probably won't make much more money, but again, he's a low priority compared to the others. Yeah, that's what it comes down to, isn't it? It, it, it comes down to who you have and your priorities. If you can afford to, to burn a trade on D this week, by all means, he's, he's ready to go. But there's not a lot of back... Not, we don't have a lot of back rookies uh, on the on the bubble, do we? So no, so you might have to hold him. It's not a bad option if you have to hold him. Fifty four, he, he could definitely score that. Uh, it's, it's within his potential, but yeah, low priority definitely. Yep, indeed. Um, now Davis, this is an interesting one because people are trading him out, but he will be back in that side before we all expect. I'd say he had thirty eight touches, if I recall correctly, in the knee on the weekend, and <laughs> yeah, something like that. He's probably due for a recall after their disappointing performance against Melbourne. So, would you recommend just holding him? He hasn't made much cash, or any. Yeah, I'd hold it. I'd definitely hold him this week. Like you said, um, he should get a game this week. I'd think. Like Gold Coast, it's really been a bad experiment up there. Um, <clears throat> yeah, his, his break even's only forty. If he comes back into the side, even though he has been scoring poorly, you'd expect him to score that at the very least. Yeah, he only needs one. Look, look at Mitch Brown, for example. Well, it was one big score last week and then another one this week, and he's already jumped up 80K. So the same thing could definitely happen with him. So I'd be holding him for sure. Yeah, and as you can see, he obviously isn't a bad footballer. He's racking up 38 touches and then um, yeah. knee for which um, I could almost do. But, I mean, he's doing it, so he can't, <laughs> be, he can't be too bad. Um, next up is Tipping Woody. Now, his break-even's gone back down to 50 after a solid week against Sydney. Um, he's priced at 318k. Once again, I think it just comes down to priorities. You can trade him if you don't have those first couple of people we spoke about, McCarthy and Mills, or you could hold him because he's not going to go down in cash. Yeah, it's also super handy for the loophole. If you have a Marcus Adams in the forward line and you've got him in the back line or vice versa, yep. it just opens up a lot of doors for you. So... Unless, unless like you're in a super great position, there's no point in trading him out. He's scoring well as well. Don't yeah. forget that. 86 on the weekend is very serviceable. If you've got someone like Laird on the bench or someone else that's not playing, I can definitely um, take him on the field and expect a, a decent score from him. In one of my uh, my weekly matchups in the Dr. Supercoach Admins League, I had a certain person who had Mitch Brown, Tip and Woody, and Matt D on the field, and it's it actually won them the game because those three scored way above their projected, so... A killer. Not happy about it, but it just shows that they can be reliable and, and trusted on the field. So if you've got injured players, definitely hold on to Tipper. Um, well, speaking of injured players, um, news has just come out today that Marcus Adams has fractured a finger, and um, I think he's had surgery today. Is the the latest news that we're getting? 
um, so it's going to be from anywhere between one to three weeks. Um, due to the lack of defensive options, downgrade targets I mean, um, you almost have to either upgrade him or hold him and hope he comes back sooner. Yeah, you're spot on there. I'll probably look looking to hold him, even though I have uh, Rory Laird on the bench. It's kind of a tough one, isn't it? Because there's no one there to downgrade him to. Yeah. But if you're looking up, there is a lot of... If, 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 you, if you're downgrading, say, a, a Lincoln McCarthy and you have the money to upgrade Adams, there's heaps of options out there. Um, I quite like uh, Sam Doherty and Jared McVeigh. They're kind of underpriced, dropped a little bit of money. Yeah, uh, they're under, Both under 500k right now. Um, so if you're looking for a kind of a money for value kind of guy, I'll, I don't mind those two. Yeah. Um, there's also some options if you want to spend up. Um, Alex Rand's probably coming back from suspension. You might want to have a week's look at him. He might be a little bit rusty, but Matt Boyd off 120 last week looked class out there. And the week before, Great he's him. been exceptional. Yeah. Like, and then Cade Simpson as well. Like both Simpson and Boyd are kind of in the same mold, a little bit older. People seem to have question marks on whether or not they're going to play every week or whether or not age is going to catch up to them. But they just score well every week. They're, they're so serviceable and they just turn up week after week. So with with those Rands, Boyd and Simpson, I don't really think you can go wrong. With, if, you, if you've got the money to spend and you're happy to bypass the cheaper guys, yep. just take your pick. And that's what I'd do. I'd, I'd spend the money on Adams or I just would hold him completely. I've got Laird as well, so they'll both be on the bench for me and... I'm probably going to hold them and just make upgrades elsewhere. Um, really no point yeah. in getting him out. My my cover's decent Wait enough. for more news, though. If it comes out that, that Adams is out for a three, month. four weeks come, say, Friday, you might have to look at trading him. We can only go off what we know now. Yeah, we'll leave that to uh, Houston and Chizo to uh, cover. Um, sure. Now, a couple of other players that people... I'm seeing, I'm seeing on the... Uh, on the most traded out list, um, they're not very high up, but people are considering getting rid of Daniel Wells, who had a corked thigh and missed half the game last week. Um, his break even still down at 68. Um, he and the next person who's Liberatore uh, are people that you upgrade generally last out of any position because they're still scoring well. Yeah, they're still scoring real well. I think Liber had a little bit of a blip last week and, and Wells had a blip this week, both because of corkies, I think they were. Yep. So you can't, like, it's only natural, it happens to everybody. So for guys that, what, Liber started at 350 and Wells started at about 280, they've made a stack of cash. Yeah. But they've still got more scoring to do that. Like, you'd rather have those kind of guys on the field than, say, like a Mitch Brown or a Tipper or a Tom Papley, those kind of guys. So if it's if it's if if you're choosing between those kind of options, for sure, keep Liber and, and keep Wells. Well, if you're downgrading... Well, especially with both those teams flying as well. Yeah, yeah. And if you're downgrading, you're downgrading to someone like um, Keys, who's... I mean, that takes about 80... Or say say Keys goes all right. You're still taking about 30 to 40 points off your team every week, and you can't take yep. that sort of hit. So definitely you're hold really those guys. The dice. Yeah, big time. Um, yeah, I definitely hold them. Not only are they still going to go up in value, but they're going to... They're just solid on-field options until you can upgrade them. 100%. Um, speaking of Mr. Keys, um, our biggest bubble boys this week, um, starting with Petrarca, he's at 123,000, negative 75 break-even, and he took about a game and a half to get into it, but when he got into it, he looked amazing. He was taking people on. He was kicking goals. Um, he just looks like... Not what we expected. He was probably hyped up a little bit too much, but he looks like a very good option going forward. 
yeah, he's a truck, isn't he? Yeah, he, he'd have boy. to be just about one of the most AFL ready players, body wise, that I've, that I've seen in years. He just looks like a man out there. Well, him and his he's teammate Jesse simple. Hogan, they were both just run onto the scene straight away and good straight. Yeah, away. spot on. And they're, they're definitely locks this week, downgrade wise. I think the amount of teams that will be doing Mills to Petrarco, McCarthy to Petrarca, will be just about most teams unless you started with him there, there is some guys yeah, that, that started with him and held him throughout the season but yep. yeah, if you don't have him this week he's on the bubble break even of negative 75 he's going to score you 60, 70 and most weeks I'm thinking he's a lock he's going to make you a lot of money yeah um, if you're trading down and you're not getting Petrarca and do not have him in your team then you need to have a good hard look at yourself because he's really the only obvious option that we've had for the season. I mean, Josh Smith was an obvious option, but has shown that he can score low. But Petrarca is so blindly obvious that you just have to pick him. And he has great job security. Like yeah. last year, missed the whole year. Number two draft pick. They're going to want to get games into him. I guess Melbourne do kind of have the rotation policy that hit us with Clayton Oliver a couple of weeks ago. But they're going to want to get games out of him, and he's in their best twenty-two. I think so. Yeah, safe as houses. His body's more mature than Clayton as well. So he's had a, a year in the weight room and. Hopefully he stays yeah. on the park for another, well, for the rest of the season, really. Um, he's going to make us a lot of money, so just just get him in. Don't even think about it. Um, someone that we didn't think we'd have to put a lot of thought into, but we now are. Um, Keys is priced at 117k. His break-even's negative 53. For those people who don't have Petrarca and are getting him in this week, how, um, how invaluable is or valuable is doing a double downgrade and potentially losing points but gaining cash gen? Well, it's, it's a question that we penultimately face every week, isn't it? Um, you downgrade a guy like McCarthy to Petrarca and you make yourself like 150, 200k if you had something in there and now you've got all this money to upgrade. So do you go up or do you go back down? It's a tough one. So you kind of really have to assess how much money the downgrade options going to make or and how how jobs how much job security they have so with keys i think a key key factor was um tommy rockliffe going down last week so we weren't really sure about how how much job security the bloke had but with tom rockliffe going down you'd think that keys would get a game most weeks and price at 117k negative 53 break even scored i think he scored in the 60s both weeks so yeah 50 and 60 you can see yeah, you can see him making, say, 150, 200K, which justifies a downgrade option. You just have to assess whether or not he's the one you want or if there's guys coming up in the coming weeks. It's a tough decision to make. Each team different as well. So I think, I think I'm think i looking at getting him, but, Jordan, I don't think you're as sold on him as what I am. No, um, I'm doing one up, one down this week. Uh, after having a shocking week, I, I probably need points more than a lot of people, but it's more that... Keys will he'll be a slow burn. It looks like he's going to get a lot of 50s, 60s, um, the occasional yep. 70s. So he's going to make you money and he's going to make you quite a bit of it. But he'll probably go up way later than someone like, um, say Petrarca, who's going to make you quick cash. Um, so really, I mean, I'm looking to next week and I'm going to say I can go one up, one down and get someone like McPherson, who's arguably going to make me the same amount of cash, maybe quicker. So. I mean, if yeah. he came out and scored 80 or 90 this week, then I'd be getting him in. But, I mean, he just isn't forcing himself into my team. Um, yeah, like Josh Smith was last week. Yeah, yeah, he's put on. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's worth it to note that you just said um, keys, and the key is. So, bit of a bit of a hidden up pun there. Did bit you mean of, that? Was that, pun, inten- yeah. was that intentional? You tell me. I'll pay it. I'll pay it this time. Um <laughs> 
Now, the next bloke, Lovell for Hawthorne, he got a late call up when Sam Mitchell went down fair with injury, so I'm not quite sure on his job security, but he is priced at 126k, he's on the bubble, and he has a negative 31 break even. I think the unluckiest thing about these next few blokes that we're going to name is that their break even, I mean, their bubble is going to burst in the same week as Petrarca and Keys, so. I mean, how how hard can we really look at these guys? Yeah, just like we were talking about before with downgrading all those guys, it's a priority thing. It's a priority thing with the rookies too. Uh, so you're obviously going to prioritise Petrarca this week and then say you get keys, you can't get all three. Do you yeah. want Lovell as well? So it's a tough one. Um, in regard to Lovell's though, Lovell, sorry, it's, it's really tough getting Hawthorne rookies because you don't really know what's going to go on. They're, they're such a good team and they have so much depth that they can be in the side one week and out the side the next. So it's, it's he's a no from me. It's tough, but he's a no from me. <laughs> Sound like Simon there. Um, I agree. <laughs> he's also a no for me. And I mean, purely because of um, because of other rookies coming through at the same time. I'd, I'd rate Petrarca and Keys well above him. Um, so I just can't fathom even considering him. Um, Maybe if you had Petrarca already, didn't rate Keys, yeah, I'd, I'd still get Keys over him. So, grasping yeah. at straws, I, I, I just don't think Lovell's an option. Um, the next one's Connor Blakely. Um, now, he's, he's a, he is a bubble boy. He's priced, however, at 159000 and he's got a negative four break-even. Um, consideration? I'll keep it short, No. Too expensive, and yeah, the scoring's not there. Break even of negative four. It's not worth a trade. He's not going to make enough money. Right. Um, yeah, you're better off getting the previous guys. I'll also keep it short, and I agree. So for those points, exactly. Too expensive. Um, his scoring potential isn't there, and he's just low on the priority list of rookies to get in. Um, yep. Same with these other two guys, I assume. Polkinghorn's 123k. He's got a negative 13 break-even, hasn't shown a whole lot of scoring potential. Um, would you class him in the same sort of rank as the previous two? Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, not really looking at poking horn. Um, and as with, generally, as, with Kistagna, as with Kistagna, who's 117k, negative three yeah. break-even. Um, Again, there's better options out there. Yeah, big time. Um, we might have considered someone like Lovell or Polk, um, in another week where there weren't Petrarca and Keys also, but simply put, those guys are just must-have options if you're going to get any rookies at all. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I think we, we can both agree that Petrarca number one, Keys number two, and then everyone else is tied bottom. Yep, and even if even if you're, you've got Petrarca and you've already getting Keys and you've got another... You've already got Petrarca, sorry. You can, you, the guys that you've talked, talked about here, McPherson's probably a better option than all of them as well. So you could probably downgrade one this week and then upgrade and then get McPherson again next week. Yep. It looks a better option than those four guys for sure. I agree. Who? Yeah, I mean, he came out with a, I think, I think, I'm not sure, he got an 80 straight away, but he just looked ready-made. He kicked a goal in the first term and... Um, he'll probably stake his claim in that side and yeah. hopefully... Yeah, and he showed, he showed a bit in the NAB Cup playing for the Gold Coast who got smacked on the weekend. He was one of their better players. You can't really see him getting dropped anytime soon, I don't think. Yep, I agree. I think he's played his way into the side for a couple more weeks at least. Um, now, someone that has played themselves out of the side for a couple more weeks and they seem to do this um, more times than they actually play... 
Tom Rockliffe, 463k, 117 break even, which is crazy for someone who's 463k. Um, if you got him in this week, which I know a lot of people did, um, and I, gosh, I, condolences, but come on, don't you know better? Um, it's it's only one way, and one way is up. I think Uber Premium for Rockcliffe if you've got the money. Yeah, he's such he's such a tease, isn't he? Oh, the bloke that can geez. he can average 125 if he stays in the park, but his body just won't let him. Yep. It's, it's it's kind of sad, really. But yeah, you're right. Um, it's probably easier to go up with him if you're downgrading, say, a Lincoln McCarthy to Petrarca, like we've spoken about. Probably give you enough money to upgrade him to a number of options. There's heaps out there. Yep. If you don't have a, a, a Dangerfield, yep. a Pendlebury, yep. a Hanbury, a Parker, they're all great options. You can't really go wrong with any of them. The track, uh, the history is there. Callum Ward as well, another one yep. who's kind of under-owned given what he's been scoring on a week-by-week weight basis. So there's a lot of options. If you don't have the money to, to go up to one of those super premiums, you maybe look at a, a Rory Sloan maybe at 530k. Matt yep. Prittis is underpriced as well, although he's been kind of poor the last month. He's still on the downward slope as well, so you might you could potentially wait a week and get him. Yeah, he's back but, evens um, up at 150 still, so he's he's it's weird seeing Matt Prittis so cheap. Oh gosh, and uh, I'm not even strongly considering him at this point. He's just scoring 70 after 70 after, oh, look, he popped up and scored an 80. Like, it's he's in ridiculously yeah. bad form. And, I mean, if you look at the other underperforming primos, at least they're all scoring low tons or, like, they've got an injury-infected game. Like, he just looks like he's in really bad form and I can't he, really trust he, him. He started the year off like a house on fire like he, like he did the last couple of years. He had, he he had one a, good missed score. missed a game, was it round three or four? He missed a game and really hasn't been... He had, a, really he had a score like, of 159 yeah. to start the season. Then he had an 80, then 117, and then he's just gone 70, 70, 80. And it's, it's been a quick... Yeah. Um, Got to wonder whether or not he's still carrying an injury or something like that. Yeah, maybe. But, um, I mean, West Coast, they've had a tough draw, and they play games like Hawthorne away, Geelong away, and uh, I think it was yeah. Sydney away. So he hasn't had a big opportunity to score away from home, um, which he doesn't do well as it is. So... I mean, I guess he he obviously has upside because of his history as well. But yeah. um, gosh, these you got to you got to think at at some point though with Nick Nate in the ruck, giving him the ball on a platter, he'll turn it around. But that remains to be seen. Well, I have to agree there because I've got Nick Nate in my team. <laughs> yeah, and there's no one better to hit out to advantage than him. Yeah, he's he's one of the. <sighs> if Ma- not Max Gorn's given a run for his money though. Oh jeez, he's been ridiculously good, and he's making people that started with Goldie. Um, look pretty silly at the moment because he's killing it. Yeah. Um, following on from that, if you can't get a Prittis or Sloan, or you, sorry, you can't get an Uber Prem and you don't really like Prittis or Sloan, most people have a, a guys like Ben Kennedy, Sam Kerridge in their forward line. You could also probably maybe swing one of those guys into the midfield. Yep. Um, and then and then trade Rockliffe to guys around his price. Maybe a, a buddy. He's been in great form lately. I think he's five or six on the weekend. He's, been, he's, looked so, he's looked great out there. Or Lee Montana, he's on the downward slope again. Scored, what, 130 on the weekend. Yeah, Started really well, score. just had one poor week a couple of weeks ago. So there are other options you could look at. Yep. Um, I rate Montag- Montag- uh, Montagna. Is that the pronunciation? Montagna. Montagna. All right, my bad. Yeah, um, Joey. Yeah, I do, I do rate him because he, he was the second highest priced forward coming into the game, but he's... 
I mean, his age has always been an issue, and I mean, yeah, it's trust factor as well. But I mean, you can't look past his scoring this year. He's been exceptional, and um, at this price, he probably his break even's at 117. So you could probably wait one more week on him um, if you're upgrading to him instead of trading an injured player like Rockliffe. But um, if you don't, he's not going to go down too far in cash, and he just looks really good. I think he kind of falls in that same bracket as Boyd and um, Simpson that we t- talked about before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they always score well, but people don't trust whether or not they're going to play a certain amount of games, get injured. Yeah. And then you're just naive to the fact that they're actually good picks, and then we don't actually end up picking them. But there's a lot of good mid- there's a lot of good forward options this year as well, which also makes it tough. Yeah, I agree. Um, buddy, Zorko's coming out of nowhere. He hasn't scored below a ton yet. Um, Dowhouse and... Um, oh, they're just they're everywhere, and it's it's proving very Delidio difficult. as well. A couple of bad scores. He'll be cheap in the next next couple of weeks as yep, well. Yep, he's on my radar too. And then you've obviously you're holding players like Barlow, Dusty Hall. Like uh, it's just plethora of options in the forward line this week, or every sorry yeah, week, this right. season. With, yeah, with so many options out there, and then people are weighing up whether or not Wells will actually be a season keeper. Should I trade Wells? It's 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 tough, isn't it? And you want to get all these guys in, in your forward line, but you can only you only got six spots. Yeah. So my advice would be make sure make sure you think long and hard about the guys you actually want. Pick map out your team for the rest of the year and say these are the forwards I want, and then wait for them to drop in price or, or pay up for them when you have the money. Don't just get whoever fills your your bracket at the time. Yep. Um. Uh, I'll just quickly finalise. Um, going back to the rookies, double downgrade, yes or no? Uh, I will be doing that this week. Interesting. Um, you're you're ranked quite nicely, and your um, your scoring is um, been quite steady this year, though, hasn't it? Yeah, but I think with a double downgrade, it it, it comes down to your team. Every team's different. Um, I downgraded McCarthy last week, so I don't have him. So it's not maybe a massive need. I upgraded last week when a lot of teams didn't. So each team is different. If if you've got McCarthy and Mills and you don't really want to upgrade, do it. Don't do it. If you're in, sitting sweet in your leagues and you don't really need another premium right now and you want to wait for someone else to drop, maybe wait a week. But if you if you say in your leagues you're two and what, four now and you need to, you need to win a couple of games, I'd be upgrading. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'll be upgrading this week. Um, looking heavily at Zorko, even though I'm kind of overpaying for him. Um, the the dude's just not scoring less than a ton and not dropping in price for me. So I will be having another keen look at Montagna, obviously, um, if I can build up some trust for him. And that pretty much wraps up our podcast for this week. Um, Make sure you leave us a review somewhere on iTunes or Facebook or SoundCloud. Um, You can also comment on our posts on the website. Um, Thank you very much for listening. I hope you have a very good week, everyone. Um, Thanks for coming in, Damon. No worries. It was great. All right. Thanks, guys.